0: Welcome
1: to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know that our minds and bodies are connected. They affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. We're your hosts, Michelle Stevenette and April Judd. Hello! Welcome! Hey,
0: we're back with another episode. It is the last week in January. Yes! It's like the longest month of my life. Has it? (laughs) I mean, it goes by fast in some ways, but in other ways, it feels like New Year's just happened like six months ago, only it's still January. And I know that's a common feeling, but I think it's it's a common feeling because it's true.
1: (laughs) Well, for me, it's been a little bit different. I think mostly because I've got this missionary coming home and I started at Pure Bar this month, (laughs) this year. Not spend been a new yeah. time thing and the teacher training. So I've kind of filled in my schedule. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's going. Um, yeah. I think the reason January feels so long is because
0: for little kids, it's like the month of sickness. And luckily we haven't been bogged down too much. But also the weather is hit and miss, but usually miss enough
1: that you're inside yeah. a lot. Yeah. And inside a lot makes the days feel a little bit long. Well, and even when it is a nice day, like it's just cold. You don't spend a lot of time out. No, you don't. And
0: so it makes some of those days drag on. But it is the last week of January and we're celebrating (laughs) a little bit. And it's the last installment of our month of body love. Yes. And today we're talking about a super
1: important topic
0: and that is
1: sexuality. Yeah. 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 We thought when it comes to body love and taking care of our bodies, a lot of times we neglect this area where we don't think of it in the same context and so and yet it is really such a big part and piece of who we are as humans and making peace with yourself and all the parts of you and so we just thought it'd be really important to address it absolutely and I think you can't fully
0: talk about loving your body and you know all the things we've covered so far like your mind and movement and food and these nurturing rituals and nourishing yourself without coming full circle and talking also about sexuality. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, a group of friends and I were trying to decide if we, we wanted to take this course offered by Jennifer Finlayson and Fife, who we've had yes. on the podcast before and will again soon. Um, she's got a course called how to talk to your kids about sex. And we brought it up and said, does anyone want to take this course together? And a friend said, what about a course on how to talk to me about sex? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was so funny. And so we ended up signing up for both her how to talk to your kids about sex course. And then also her women's desire course. Which is in turn kind of your own personal sexuality.
1: Yeah. And I love that she was willing to speak up and say, hey, what about this? Because it is an important big piece of who we are and our life experiences that we don't talk a lot about because it does sort of in some ways feel taboo or just too private or, or sure, whatever. And so it's not addressed very much. So I appreciate her vulnerability and being willing to just like raise her hand and be like, hey, I, I think this is important and I should, yeah, <laughs> I want to know more about it. Let's add me. on to that too, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: And it was interesting because here I was, you know, I had been married for 10 years or so. And even having all of that experience under my belt with sex and sexuality, it was still like, oh yeah, I can always, I can always learn more. There can always be more growth and more learning
1: Especially because so much of our understanding has been very um, subtle and underlying and probably misconstrued in many, many times and just cultural things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to take a step back and gain some of that awareness and understanding of you know, what my experience has been and how has it been influenced by all of these various factors in my life? And is this the experience that is, is this serving me? Absolutely. And it's one of those
0: things because I think it's not usually openly talked about because it's not a, a solid topic of conversation in our lives or especially, you know, in our culture, we've possibly grown up in. And maybe even in some of our homes, it's like a,
1: you know, It just seems too once, private to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it does. It
0: just seems like something you don't talk about. However, then there becomes this moment where you do have a spouse and you do get married. And all of a sudden, you are up a creek without a paddle. Or a paddle that's not going to get you where you want to go. Right. Or that you understand how to use. Or really that is helpful in any way.
1: Right. Because it's almost like this whole part of who you are has been completely ignored. And this aspect of your emotional life, your mental wellness around it has been just by, has evolved by default. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not something you're consciously taking in, not
0: something that you are trying to cultivate this sexual part of yourself. Nope. It's just kind of, um, inadvertently, By chance, you're like this bystander that cultural things come upon you and societal things. And you're getting all of these things added to who you are and you don't even realize it until it's just been offered to you and you, yeah, until you're trying to unlock it. And so we thought that was super important. I also think that when we're talking about body love, I think, um, taking care of finding confidence in and being able to love yourself as a whole includes your sexuality, and that's why we. Another reason why we think it's so important to yeah. discuss
1: today. And I think a good, maybe interchangeable word for love could be just um, having acceptance for yeah. yourself, and in that kind of loving way. Because I think sometimes when we're like, when we hear like loving your body, that might feel like too big of a stretch. Sure. And so to be at a place of peace and a place of acceptance and mm-hmm. compassion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but not even being able to find love, that might usually be said, it's like a stretch in for your body. However, it's finding the love that's going to motivate that area of your life, loving yourself enough to want that to be a part of who you are, a part of your narrative, and have that be a... Part that you're concentrating on, that you're growing in, and that you feel confident in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it, I feel like, has to do with having, just being at peace with this part of who you are. Yeah. Acknowledging yeah. it. Acknowledging it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because <laughs> whether you like it or not, your sexuality is there.
0: You've got it. You're going to have it. Exactly. It's part the rest of being of your life. human. It yeah. is.
1: Yeah. It's part of what we came with.
0: Yes. <laughs> Something that we have and whether you choose to grow and cultivate it and make it into something positive and fulfilling that can, um, increase the joy and the intimacy in your relationships in your life, yeah. or you can kind of leave it dormant and it can not be acknowledged. And whatever experience you have is what you're stuck with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really can be an area that can enrich your life or not. And if you want it to be something that's a, a positive experience for you. We have some some ideas. Yeah, we have some ideas. And starting with understanding and this actually is a principle that 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 applies to all parts of our life is just owning your role and your experience and not discharging that to somebody else and giving the ownership and not giving that responsibility to somebody else. So this I mean the same principle applies to just all parts of our life really is that our experience of it is ours
0: sure and in this specific area in sexuality it's not your partner's responsibility to figure out you it's not their responsibility to figure out your sexuality right that is it's it belongs to you this is something that you can do for yourself that you can take the ownership of yeah it doesn't belong to them yours is yours Mm -hmm. theirs is theirs yes
1: Even though it's a shared shared
0: experience. Sure. Even though it's something that you come together to experience and to grow with and to have this vulnerability and this connection with, it's also something that is separate in you are discovering and cultivating this part of yourself for you. It's yours. Yes. Your ownership.
1: And in some regards that could sound selfish, but it's really not if you understand that in all parts of life, the more you, the more whole you are and complete you are, and the more ownership you have of you, the better able you then are to, well, to connect with someone else. Yeah, really.
0: And I think that really getting to know yourself, knowing your desires will help you better connect with your spouse, with your partner in this area of your life. Um, the example we were kind of talking about earlier was when you're choosing fast food restaurants and you know, we go through where Ryan's like, where do you, or not even fast food, date night, whatever. Ryan's like, Hey, where do you want to eat? And I'm like, Oh, I don't care. And he's like, okay. Uh, I don't know. Mexican. I'm like, eh, no. He's like, okay. Chinese. Like, no, Like, "Uh, no, none of those things sound good, but how much better would it be for both of us if I was like, Hey, you know, it sounds really good for me tonight. Chinese sounds really good. And he's like, "Okay, here's five Chinese restaurants. And I'm like, okay, that one sounds great. Awesome. We figured out exactly because I took the, what uh, the intentionality of deciding what I wanted. Now that's obviously incredibly surface and it goes a lot deeper when it comes to yourself and your personal desires and your sexuality. But take the time, spend some awareness. That is sometimes easier said than done, but this is important, and that's what we want to convey to you today: is that this is important, and you should spend some time on it. Definitely. And so, in spending some time, um, I think as you're approaching, you know, the sexual part of your life and, and who you are, then maybe taking some time to really see what your thoughts are on your sexuality and where what has comprised that: your cultural experience, your
1: growing up, um, societal. And not for the purpose of dwelling on the past or, or, uh, unhelpful things, but right. just to have that awareness, that curiosity, that com- doing it from a place of compassion Yes, and, and, and just gaining that understanding for you so that you can choose what's useful and what's not. Right. And
0: trying to leave the the blame and some anger, the shame, kind of the drama, all the different things that might come up as you're going through this exercise, um, trying to, to leave those behind you. And just like you said, approaching it with compassion and curiosity. Now, if those things, those negative circumstances and emotions keep coming up for you, that might be a clue that like, Hey, um, I can't do this for myself. I might need to reach out to a therapist. I might need some extra help in, um, moving in having the ability to understand some of my history so that I can move forward with my sexuality in an air in a direction that I want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, not for the purpose of rehashing or bringing up old things, but just for understanding.
0: Yeah. Bringing some awareness to it. I think that's really just a, a huge key in all of it is kind of letting this part of your life in and becoming the expert on your sexuality. Yeah. For you. But yeah. Because that makes you, that gives you the ability to move forward with intention to no longer just get the outside influences coming in without you acknowledging it to, to, for really for you to pay attention and say, Oh, Hey, actually that outside influence. Like, I don't, I don't want that as part of my sexuality, I'm going to leave that out and I am going to cultivate this in a way that feels true and serving to me and helps complete me as a whole.
1: Yeah. And in doing so, there might be other, you might find yourself wanting additional assistance, maybe not through like therapy, but there is a lot of, there are a lot of great resources out there, which we'll mention at the end if you are interested in just gaining a little more understanding perspective and just, just getting more educated on the subject all around. Oh
0: yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously you and I are in the world of trying to help yourself become a better person. And I think that this is not just like a one and done thing. Like, Oh, I I, I get, I get my sexuality. That's, that's it. It's like, no, this is an ongoing pursuit of education and, um, constantly working at it. I think that anything that is, worthwhile in life, your relationships, your talent, an interest, a hobby, anything that is either progressing or it's moving backward. And I think that that is the same with your sexuality. So either you are working on it and you are trying to grow and to learn and to make it the best thing that it possibly can be, or it's going to wither. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting. I feel like some of my greatest understandings uh, or yeah, I'd say maybe my greatest understandings of the purpose of intimacy have really come, I would say even just in the last few years. And you know, I'm 23 years into being married and I feel like I'm still learning and understanding like, like, just like what you said, it's not just a one and done. I feel like it is a continual opportunity to let this be a part that enriches your life. Yeah. And that continues to enrich your life. Right.
0: It doesn't just end because you've been married for 23 years. It's like, no, this is something that continues to get better and to bring my spouse and I closer together and to bring more confidence to me and more fulfillment and joy to me personally as well. I think that's huge. Okay. So that's part of all those things we just kind of named are part of owning your own experience. The next thing we wanted to talk about was because you've taken the time and had the awareness of owning your own experience That is inevitably going to have a bigger impact on the rest of your
1: life. Ripple effect. Ripple effect for
0: sure. (laughs) Like we talked about earlier is this started because I wanted to know how to talk to my kids about sex. Yeah. And the thing I quickly found out was in order to talk to my kids
1: about it, I got to figure it out for myself. Yeah. You kind of need to have some peace with it, right? Yeah.
0: I've got to know. I've got to become the expert. (laughs) <laughs> in my own
1: life in order to be an
0: expert in in their lives. And at first I kind of thought, well <laughs> that seems a little bit selfish for me to, you know, take this time to become an expert on my own sexuality, but it's not it's actually not selfish at all. You becoming the expert in your own sexuality will help you give the needed information to your children. It will also help you take the control over that part and the responsibility that you need to. I think that sometimes when we um, put all of that responsibility on our spouse, like, oh, you need to become the expert on my sexuality, then that leaves us um, as the victim almost. It leaves us kind of, and then I'll be blameless because you should figure me out.
1: Yeah, so this is really going back to owning our our own experience and giving the, I think it's very easy and common to give that ownership to your partner and think that it's up to them. Your experience is up to them. Yeah. Which it's not. No,
0: it's up to you. And the sooner that you can realize that it's up to you, the sooner you can become the expert, like we said, on yourself. And that will help your relationship. Like this is, you know, having an impact on your life. It'll help your relationship with your spouse. And also as a mother, I think of I'm the one who is supposed to educate my children on the really important things in life and I do think that your sexuality is a super important thing in your life and one that I would like to be an educator for them right
1: yeah you want them to get the information from you and it's one of those things where I was thinking about You know, how often I remember my kids growing up, how much time I spent with them doing, you know, their times tables or their spelling or their, you know, their homework. Mm -hmm. And we would go through and they would, I'd spend all this time and effort and energy helping them with those things. And of course, rightly so. And I think those are important as well. But is their bodies, their ownership of who they are? Is their understanding of those dynamics healthy? And is that something that's also being taught? Because this is a really important part of their life that is going to only get bigger as they get older. Mm -hmm. And we spend all this time running kids around doing this and that and teaching them all sorts of their ABCs and whatever. Mm -hmm. But are we teaching them anything to do with this really important part of their life? too? Right, exactly. And
0: like, um, as we're going back to some extra sources, one that I've learned because, you know, trying to really educate myself on, okay, how do I talk to my kids about this? I want them to have this be a wonderful part of their lives. And, um, my kids are fairly little. My oldest is 10 and we've had quite a few talks with, you know, him about sex in general, but also it kind of started out for me in small building blocks. It was, um, My five-year-old knows all about consent. My kids know the proper terminology for their genitals and for the parts of their bodies. Just like small things building up like that when I was pregnant with my daughter. You know, we had lots of conversations about like where babies come from and how this baby got to be inside of me and the wonderful growth and development. And I just saw, I'm seeing at a young age how important it is to have these conversations be a part of our lives, but then also realizing that no matter where you are or how old your children are, this will continue to impact their lives Mm -hmm. because like we said, it's it's ongoing. It is ongoing. It's forever.
1: As we were first talking about this with April, I was like, oh, I feel like I kind of missed the boat when my kids were younger I like I didn't have I hadn't taken the course like you had and, and things like that and then I realized oh hold on my kids are young adults and this is extremely relevant for them <laughs> right yeah. now and even though they might not want me necessarily to be the one that they get information from per se maybe they do I don't I, I'm in a place where it's I know how important it is and I'm going to offer them things I'm going to offer them resources and let them know I've read this if you have any thoughts or want to share anything or ask, ask me anything, like I'm open and, and make sure that they are getting support in that area. Mm-hmm. Just like I want to support them in any other area of their life. Yeah. Cause these are important. And if you know, you have those
0: conversations where it's like, you can approach me with anything. This is something that that comes into anything. This is something yeah. that I want to have a narrative with my children about. Um, and that has a huge impact on, your life, on their lives, um, and on that relationship. So yeah, hopefully, we, hopefully we've hopefully we convinced you a little bit today of how, port, how important it is to spend some time developing your sexuality. And a lot of the resources that I've come to love and appreciate over the past few years are obviously Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Mm-hmm. And she's got a few courses that are incredible. She is out of Chicago and she largely works with couples so she has like couples retreats and again we'll interview her again fairly soon which is super exciting for us um wealth of knowledge yeah. she's got and then another resource that I've loved is a therapist who owns a few practices here in Utah and her name is Kristen Hodson and she has got even if you just follow her on Instagram she has got great tips and things to say and I've also taken her course on how to talk to your kids about sex and really become the sex expert in your home. And they recommend books and different ways of, of learning. And even like my friend said, like, how do I talk to me about it? Like it goes for you as much as it goes with your kids. And one thing I think is the more you learn about it, learning about it yourself will help you become the expert And like we said, impact your life and spill over to everyone else.
1: Yeah. And make it a natural thing because it is. Yeah,
0: natural. And it really does have an incredible potential to be something that is fulfilling and brings wholeness and joy into your life. It doesn't have to be scary or shameful or taboo or something that you learn about from the latest movie or your friend or whatever it is. Right.
1: It's much deeper than any of those things. Yes. And um, it starts with you. It does. All right. If you enjoyed this, go check out some of those other resources. We'll put them in show notes as well. And. All right. So baby birds, empty nest for today.
0: We always kind (laughs) of look for parallels. Look for a little bit of parallels. My cute Emerson, who is my new five-year-old, newly turned five-year-old really is into these little toys called Beyblades and pretty much they are just like fancy tops that cost way too much money for these (laughs) like fancy top spinner that like they they spin them against each other and then they like hit each other and explode and there's pieces everywhere and I'm always stepping on one of the metal parts and anyhow he's really into these and um my father-in-law was doing a, a church lesson for all the grandkids yesterday and had bought one of these bay blades because he knows the kids are really into them and he was going to use it for an incentive for the kids to be, you know, well behaved and Emerson caught wind of this and he went up to where he knew the bay blade was being kept and he snuck it out and he came down to our house and he switched it. I mean, he didn't like totally steal it, but he switched it with a bay blade that was his. But he wanted the new one, right? Wanted to guarantee yeah. that was going to be his. And my sister-in-law saw him do that and, you know, confronted him. And he lied to her and said, oh, yeah, no, Papa said I could take this. And so my acute father-in-law, you know, brought it to my attention. And so our, our course of discipline was that not all, you have to return it. And then the next time that Grandpa wants to reward you in some way. like You already you, got your reward. You, you can't accept it. That's not, not that's, that's not something we do. So you're then a consequence of this is that next time, you know, you do something that grandpa wants to reward you with the, the answer for you is no, um, you'll have to earn the reward anyway, but then you don't get the reward. Right. Cause you already got it. You already got it. Yeah. And so that's kind of the natural consequence of it. And then today, you know, my father-in-law comes along and wants Emerson to come help him out on the farm and, um, Emerson, Oh, then do I get to get a reward? And mm. my father-in-law looked at me with wide eyes, like, I'm not going to tell him no. <laughs> and I said, oh, nope. you remember, this not this time. And he just broke down, broke down and was so devastated about it. And part of me wanted to be like, well, you can maybe get like a lesser reward. Right. But no, no, he's five. He needs to learn. And so I was sticking to it. And that natural consequence of that is no, you are going to, you can go help. Papa but then there's no reward today there's no reward for you doing yeah. that because of this this previous action yeah which is so like
1: learning the consequence learning
0: consequence and I'm I'm you know not happy to teach a consequence <laughs> at any moment in time <laughs> because it, it's not out,
1: fun It's not fun
0: it's not fun but also it's important and it's important for me to let this little five-year-old learn some of those lessons yeah while it's in, like the safety of my home and it's yeah. something that I'm like heavily involved in the narrative of and
1: yeah. Anyhow. Good job, mama.
0: Well, thanks. Good job. Felt kind of bad for the poor little guy, but (laughs) hopefully he'll learn. He won't be stealing anything anymore.
1: So I had a parenting moment today as well. Doesn't totally parallel, but in a sense. So my daughter um, is working a full-time job right now and it's, she goes in, her hours are from like 1230 to like 8 PM. And she just feels like she, and she doesn't have, She can't see outside, and by the time she takes her break, it's dark outside. So she just feels like she does not see the light of day, unless it's like you know before noon. Mm, She probably doesn't see the light of day, really. And so you know, and in the morning, she's doing whatever she's doing, but she doesn't feel like she gets very much daylight, and it's stifling her, and she's dying. So (laughs) she thinks she's dying, and she really is looking forward to a, a job switch, which is in the near future. But she called me today on her way in to work saying, mom, I don't know it like the sun is shining and I just so bad want to go and be outside and feed the birds. And she's like, you know, that scene on, um, the office when Michael Scott is like feeding bread to the ducks or something or to the birds. <laughs> she's like, that's like what I want to do today. I just want to go <laughs> and like feed the birds. And she, I don't blame. I don't blame her, man. My, it is. Uh, it's like, a beautiful sunny day today. She's like I'm not like really sick, but I th- I'm thinking about taking a sick day. She's like wanting me to validate this mm-hmm. and have her do that, and so, and I know for sure if her dad was listening, he'd be like, suck it up. Like this is the real world and you just have to go work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't want to say either of those things. I didn't want to say, sure, take a day off, but I didn't want to tell her to suck it up either. And so, um, you wanted her to make her own choice. I wanted her to make her own choice. Well, especially because I'm, I'm not terribly comfortable with either choice, honestly. Well, I mean, I guess I am comfortable with her going into work. I think that's a good, responsible thing to do. But she is a responsible person. Um, But I want her to own her decisions. And I want her to be able to, whatever the consequences are, be like, yes, this is what I chose. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I told her. I said, look, I know you want me to tell you to just not go into work. But that's not what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you to think about who you want to be today. And own whatever decision you're going to make. And she, I appreciated what she, she was like oh, mom, I, I like that. Thanks, mom. And I was like, yes. Now she, she she was trying to like put the ownership of the decision on me. Mm-hmm. And it felt really nice to just like give it back. Back in your like, course. This is your decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you take the consequences of whatever you choose to do. Yes. So, anyways. And so, hopefully, this totally connects. Because hopefully,
0: one day, because right now, I'm the one who's imposing the consequences on my children's decisions yeah. and showing them, you know, this is... Direct consequence of what can happen when this is the choice that you make, albeit this was a bad choice um, mm-hmm. on Emerson's part. But right now, I'm the one who's giving the consequences. At some point in time, when my kids are like your age, with like your daughter, actually, yeah. like it's not her necessarily her choice of consequence. Like there's, it's her choice of action yeah. that leads to whatever the natural consequence is. Right. And so, giving them the hindsight to own their choice, like yeah. Trying to teach it to a five-year-old and, yeah, and an and experiencing it with an yeah. 18-year-old. Something that continually just just goes. Yes. So anyhow, that's our baby, baby birds, birds. Empty, empty nest segment for today. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you have any feedback or anything you'd like to tell us, a um, review you'd like to give us, come to iTunes, give us a review, share us with your family and your friends. We greatly appreciate that.
1: Find and us on Instagram. Yeah. We'll be back here next Wednesday. We're starting a whole new topic for the whole month of February. You will not want to miss it. It's going to be good. Okay. See you then. Hey, thanks for being here today. We appreciate you listening. Yes, I'm so glad you were here. Did you know we have an Instagram account specifically for this podcast? We sure do. Come find us on Instagram at
0: mind.body.boss. We
1: are continuing the conversation over there and we would love to hear from you. We'd love your insights. We'd love your questions, your ideas, your thoughts. Come and meet us over on Instagram. We'll see you there.